Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm really excited about the message in this camp. In fact, the message speaks to me a lot. And every time I read the message that I wrote about a year ago, uh, the Lord spoke to me even more than before, deeper and deeper. This is why I understand when the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing of the Word of God. I'm this type of Christian. I never get bored of any message, even though I have heard that message 10 years ago. I can listen again. Because every time I listen to the message or even read the message that I prepare for the preaching, it has gone into my heart deeper than before. I have deeper understanding, deeper faith, and I can practice and experience, and I know that God's truth is so good, so real. We may understand some subject only a certain level, but if you want to go deeper, higher into the truth of God, you need to keep listening hearing the message again and again and again many times. You cannot say that I have arrived, I have accomplished what I learned. No, actually God's truth, the revelation of God is so deep and so wide, so much we can understand. And the more you know, the better for your life. So I want to encourage you to really have this kind of lifestyle. Never think that you have arrived. Never think that I know the subject already. No. It's subject. You can go deeper and deeper and deeper. And when you practice by faith, you will have experience of what the Word of God says. The subject of this camp teaching is receive God's best. Receive God's best. Let us pray together. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that you will speak to us by your Holy Spirit. Lord, help us to understand to receive the light and revelation from you, Lord, that this teaching in this camp, the series that we're going to talk about, receiving your best will not be just the hate knowledge to the level of the hate only, but it will go down into our heart and the revelation will come into our heart and we can have the clear understanding and have faith to practice what we learn, Lord. We thank you so much in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I don't know about you, but I believe that many people in the world, including myself, have a picture in their mind that one day they want to have their life turn out the best. They want to be successful. They want to be rich. They want to be good, have great family. We want to see success in our life. And that was my goal when I was a young boy. I want to grow up to be a successful man in my profession and have a beautiful and loving family. But the reality of life and the picture that people have in their mind don't go together in the right way. People don't get what they dream about, that what they hope about, what they plan in their life. The fact is that so many people in the world are struggling and disappointed about their future. 
That's why so many people get depressed and complain about their life, even though they are believers, but they don't get what they want to see and they plan to have. I believe that as a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, you all want to receive all the manifestation and the fulfillment of the promises of God in the Bible. I believe that you want to have the best from God. How many people want to have the best from God? One day, at certain age, as you get older, you look back in your life and you say, "Wow." I have received everything that God promised in the Bible, and I have experienced the best things that God has promised me in the Bible. And we're going to obtain all the things that God promised in the Bible in our life before we leave this world. And as time goes by, we're going to see better and better in our life. The problem is that most Christians have settled in. What is called less than the best, they just settle there, and they feel discouraged, and they don't want to go on into the higher level of God's best. This is why I like what the Bible compares us to the eagle. The eagle never settle at the bottom like chicken. The eagle like to fly high in the sky above the mountain and above the storm of life. The eagle want the best. And we want the best as well. Why a lot of people settle at the level of less than the best? Because in order to go to the best that God has given to us, we need these three characteristics in life. Number one, we need to have a serious commitment. Everyone say serious commitment. We need to be committed to God seriously. We cannot be yo-yo, up and down, and give up. We need to seriously commit our life to God. Number two, we need to have diligence. We need to work hard. We cannot be lazy. We need to be diligent in pursuing God's best. Everyone say diligence. diligence. Number three, we need to have the unwavering determination. No matter what. I'm gonna get to the promised land. I'm not gonna keep up. I'm gonna keep going and going, and going until I experience God's best in my life. Unwavering determination. Everyone say unwavering determination. Do you have these three characteristics? You have the serious commitment. Do you have diligence? And do you have unwavering determination? The key scripture in this teaching series, receiving God's best, is in Genesis chapter 24, verse 1. Actually, the whole lesson comes from the life of Abraham. Abraham was a man of faith. Abraham loved God and obeyed God. He was a man of diligence. He was a man of Serious commitment and unwavering determination. Genesis chapter 24 verse 1 say, "Now Abraham was old and well advanced in age, and the Lord has had blessed Abraham in all things, 
in certain translation the Bible say in every way. I hope that this scripture explain your life and you can claim at certain time of your life later on when you get older. Maybe when you get turned to 35 years old, 40 years old, you get older. When I was five years old, I look at the 35 years old. He's very old. So the word old is something relative. When you get older, as time go by, you can say, you can write this down in your life that God has blessed me in everything, in all things. Basically, Abraham received God's best in his life before he passed away. When you read this scripture, you may say, wow, this seems impossible. This is not for me. This is only for Abraham. But in fact, even though it looks impossible, but our God is a God who is possible for everything. He can do anything that looks impossible to you, but He makes it possible for you. But the key is, we need to receive this truth into our heart that it's God's will for us to receive His best. And two, we need to believe that we can receive God's best. And number three, we need to do what He say. So in this series of teaching, we're going to learn how to receive God's best. How we're going to have determination. We're going to be committed and diligent to receive the best from God. Let me ask one more time. How many people want to receive God's best? How many people say, I determine to receive God's best? How many people say, I will not settle at less than God's best? How many people say, I believe God's best is for me? How many people say, I will do it? Amen. You need to have that determination. God wants all of us, including you and me, to receive His best. And at this point, you may be wondering, how can I get there? Wow, it seems hard to me. How can I get to that part of my life like Abraham, that God blessed me in everything, in all things. All the promises of God become fulfilled in my life. How did it happen? The first step that you need to do is to have a determination that I believe it's God's will for me to receive His best. It is His will. And God wants me to receive His best. You need to make that determination first. I believe it's God's will for me to be blessed in every way. Actually, when God created Adam and Eve, and when they opened their eyes into this world that He created, the first thing He said, I bless you. Be fruitful and fill the earth and have dominion over it. I bless you. The original plan of the creator of the whole universe for mankind is that He wants you to be blessed and He wants you to get His best and He wants you to be successful. That is the original plan of God. So we need to understand this is His will for mankind. Unfortunately, a lot of people didn't believe in God, didn't care about God and did not believe in God's 
blessing and they sin against God and they rebel against God. That's why their life is in trouble because they go against God instead of following God's way. So I want to encourage you. God wants to bless you. God wants His best to be yours. Number two, you need to understand that if you are a Christian, you are not just somebody on the earth. You are special to God if you believe in Jesus. When you put your faith in Jesus and you repent of your sin, you are special. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. The Bible says, For he made him who knew no sin, him means Jesus, who knew no sin, Jesus never sinned, to be sin, to receive sin for us. All the sin of the whole world came on him on the cross, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. The Bible says that we are not normal human beings. When we are born again Christian, we are righteous people. The righteousness of God is on us. We are the saint of God. Turn to the person next to you and say, you are not a normal people. You are the righteous. You are the saint. You know that name? Okay. Call Saint, Saint Chiren. Saint Alicia. Call the person next to you. Saint Mary Jo. Saint Neil. You are righteous people. Amen. You are not just a human being. You are righteous in the eyes of God. So you need to see yourself that way. I remember when I first came to America, I did so many things that really looked bad because I did not understand American culture. My English was very broken. No one could understand my accent very well. When I first came, I talked to one patient. Are you going to go to the airport? What? Airport? And eventually, my friend had to whisper to me, my doctor friend, not airport, airport. Okay, airport. So I have to practice my English. I, I look very dumb in America. So I was looked down by a lot of American doctors or physicians in that generation for many years because I did so many funny things in their eyes. I did not understand the culture very well. But every time people look from the top of my head to the bottom of my toes, look down on this Thai man, I think, I'm a righteous man. I'm a saint. I'm special. So no one can look down on me. Not only that, Romans chapter 8, verses 16 to 17 say, And the Spirit himself joins with our spirits to say, We are God's children. If we are God's children, we will receive blessings from God together with Christ. But we must suffer as Christ suffered so that we will have the glory as Christ have glory. This is from New Century Version. I try to read this scripture first and explain to you from NIV. The NIV say, because we belong to Christ, we believe in Jesus, we belong to Christ. We are heirs of God. And we are co-heirs with Christ. We are children of Abraham by faith. 
We are the seed of Abraham. So we are God's children, and we also heirs. You understand the word heirs mean H E I R S. Heirs mean the person who receive inheritance. For example, I have three children. I make a will that each children, each child will receive inheritance from me, 33.333%. One third of my inheritance will go to my each children. They are heir of my family, Lohaprasit family. My father just passed away, and he gave me inheritance in Thailand. So I receive inheritance. I am the heir of my daddy. We are heir of Christ, with Christ. We are heir to God. So all the good things of God belongs to us. He wants to give to us. And in the Bible, in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, God mentioned about the blessing that He wants to give to Abraham and his seed, which are we. We are the seed of Abraham. We're going to be the head, not the tail. We're going to be above, not beneath. We're going to be blessed when we come in. We will be blessed when we go out. We are blessed in the city. And we are blessed in the field. Everything that our hand touch will be blessed. The blessing belongs to Abraham and belongs to the heirs of Abraham, Belong to the children of Abraham. Are you the seed of Abraham? Do you believe in Jesus? God promised the blessing to Abraham. And we are the heir. We can have that blessing as well. That's why New Century Version, I read one more time in verse 17. If we are God's children, we will receive blessing from God together with Christ. See, we receive the blessing from God through Christ. Galatians chapter 3, verse 29. I try to convince you right now. I try to convince you from the Word of God. That we are the seed of Abraham and the blessing of God, the best thing from God belongs to us. We should receive it. Galatians chapter 3, verse 29. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So the blessing that God gave to Abraham also belongs to us because we are the heirs with Christ. We receive the same inheritance, the blessing. Basically, God said that, I want to give you the best. You have the right to receive the best from me because you are Abraham's seed. Because you put your faith in Jesus Christ. And you should be willing to get it from me. This is our right to receive. We are the righteous of God. We are the righteousness of God. We are the seed of Abraham. We are the heirs of God, heir with Christ. And all the promises of, that God gave to Abraham also belong to us. And we should believe that we have that right and we should receive it and we stand on it. We have an unwavering determination, commitment, and diligence to get the blessing from the Lord. Amen. I hope I can convince you. Are you convinced? Yes. Amen. Yes. 
Sometimes I receive the message in the YouTube. People wrote, "My life is miserable. I fail. I have so much debt, or so much problem." And when I read that, I cannot help them because I'm human. But in my heart, I think you need to listen to the teaching, and you need to practice what the Word of God say. And you're gonna come out from those terrible things. You're gonna have victory and the best thing in your life. Having God's best certainly look good, especially when you look around yourself. Those who have experienced the best from God, and you look at them and say, "Wow, the Bible is true. They received the best from God." But why so many Christians cannot get the best from God? Because they Don't want to have commitment. They don't want to have unwavering determination. The first question before you get the best from God is: How desperate are you to get the best from God? I start with desperation, determination. If you are really desperate, you're gonna say, "I'm gonna get it. I'm not gonna give up. I'm not gonna settle for the." Less than the best from God. I'm so desperate. The reason I get desperate to receive the best from God because I grew up in a Buddhist home, and I have seen so much messy thing in my family, with my dad, my mom, all the messy thing. I look at their life and say, "Wow, this is messy." And after I turn to Jesus, I say, "I des- I'm desperate. I want to have a blessed life." Successful, blessing. I'm gonna pursue. No one can stop me. I take serious about this. I'm gonna get the best from God. Since I was a young believer, I commit my life to God. Whatever God tell me to do, I will do it. So you need to ask yourself this question: Am I desperate to receive the best from God, or I want to be just an average Joe? Do you want to just be average, like somebody, people around you, or you want to be the best eagle that fly above the storm? Which one? Are you desperate? You want the best? You want to make a determination, commitment? Are you desperate? God cannot force you. It's your own choice. God created man to have freedom of choice. God cannot force anyone to believe in Him. Actually, the longer I live on Earth, the more confident that God is real. I walk into the lodge and see all the nice furniture and nice thing, and I was thinking, "Wow, human can make all this cement and nice thing that we can enjoy." And I was thinking, I never seen even one monkey make a cement and build a house and build a car. So God created us in His image. We have the creative idea. We can build a beautiful building, a nice airplane. There's no way we can come from monkey. From that evolution lies. Never see even see one monkey make a house, build a house. Look at the beautiful flowers. Look at the beautiful mountain. God is so creative. Amen. How many people believe you come from monkey? Don't raise your hand. Because that is a stupid idea. You don't look like monkey at all. You were created in the image of God. Amen. So again, serious commitment, unwavering determination, 
and desperation. You need to have that. You get the word of God. You know that God original plan. He wants to bless His people, and you see that God bless Abraham in everything before he died. He received all the blessing in every way. That's what Genesis 24:1 say. So Abraham got it, and what we are the seed of Abraham, and we have the right to be the heir to receive the best from God as well. We have the right to receive, and now we have to make a decision. Everything begins with the decision. The decision. I understand this very well. When you wake up in the morning, this uh, lately, I have jet lag because I went to Europe, come back to Thailand. Very hard to adjust my brain. So. When I hear the alarm clock on my phone, I need to make a decision whether I'm gonna get up or not. And one day I did not get up; I turned it off. And Pastor Da come and call me, "Honey, it's already 8 a.m. Wake up." I usually wake up at six. So you need to make determination every day. Make a decision: you're gonna wake up or you're gonna sleep, or you're gonna what kind of dress you're gonna wear. What kind of food you're gonna eat? Our life always have decision to make, and everything begins with a decision. Everything begins with a decision. Many years ago, I make a decision to love this girl named Da, and I make a decision to marry her. Everything begins with a decision. Is that right? You make decision all the time. Basically, life is a series of decisions. Decisions, decision, decisions. Life is a series of decision, and some of them, if you make that decision, those decision, you may not even know that you will face great consequences, either good consequences or bad consequences. Your decision. Would dictate your future. What you do now will impact your future. Will impact your lifestyle. Every decision you make impact your lifestyle. Whether you love the word or you're gonna love some game in the phone, and you play the game all the time, and your life is in miserable. Or you're gonna read the Bible and you serve the Lord and you practice what the Lord say. Is your decision, your decision impact your future, and the consequences in your life and your lifestyle as well. If you are going to have God's best, it begins with your decision. What is your decision each day? And basically, it say this way: If I want to have God's best, then it is up to me. God already make decision to. Bless you, to give you the best, and now he throw responsibility to you. Hey, what you want? It's up to you. This is why I learned one thing: you cannot blame other people. You cannot blame your wife, your husband. You cannot blame your parents. You cannot blame the government. You cannot blame your pastor. It's your decision. If I make mistake, you can still choose to do the right thing, and it's your decision. Don't blame me. 
Don't blame your friend. Don't blame other people. It's your own decision. It's up to you. Everyone say it's up to me. Wow, so quiet here. A lot of time, people blame other people of their failure, of their problems. Oh, you did this to me. No, 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 no. It's up to you. You need to make your own decision. God already want to give you the best. Therefore, you need to make decision. I gonna receive God's best. You may have made great choices in your life, but you can improve your choices. Always make the best choice. Make the right decision every day. It's up to you. You make that decision yourself. You make your choice. Nobody can make choices for you. I cannot make choice for you. Some people, sometimes people come and ask me for counseling, and I give all the principle in the Bible. And at the bottom line is, at the end, it's up to you. You make your own choice. If you make wrong choice, you pay the price, and your future will not be good. If you make the right choice according to the way of God, you're gonna have good outcome. You're gonna have God's best, not average, not less than God's best. If you make the right choice, you're gonna get God's best. It's decision to obey God, to do the will of God, to die to yourself, to repent of your sin, and not to be led by your own feeling, not be led by circumstances, but led by the Holy Spirit and led by the Word of God. It's your choice every single day. Now you say, "Are you sure, Pastor, that God wants to give me the best?" In fact, if you study the Bible carefully, you can see that God has already made His choice. He has already made His decisions about what He wants you and me to have in life. He made decision already. His job is done. Now is your job. Is your responsibility now? He wants you to experience His best, and not only that, He make a commitment too. That's why I like the word covenant in the Bible. The word covenant means promise. Two person make a deal. A covenant means a deal. That's why in marriage, we call marriage covenant. I make a covenant that I will live with Pasada to the last day of my life. It's a deal, and the same thing. I have only one wife. We make a covenant of marriage. We're gonna live together, up or down, rich or poor, healthy and sickness. We're gonna stay together. It's a covenant. God make a covenant with us. He is the faithful God, and He honor His promise. He honor His word. He already make a covenant. He already make the deal with us. So let's look at what the Bible say with Abraham. So whatever God say to Abraham also belong to us because we are the seed of Abraham. Genesis chapter 17 verses 1 to 4. When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, "I am Almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless." And I will make my covenant between me and you. Notice the word "blameless." 
and be blameless. What it means is that walk before God the best you can. Not only that, it means give your best to God. Be blameless means give your best to God. Everything you do, your time, your energy, your service, give the best to God. Be blameless, and will multiply you exceedingly. Not just multiply the children, but multiply everything in his life exceedingly. Then Abraham fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, "Listen carefully. As for me." In the Thai Bible, we don't have this phrase, but I like the English here. As for me, behold, listen carefully. Behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. I like that verse. I like the sentence here, uh, the phrase here. As for me, everyone say, as for me. What does it mean when God say "ask for me"? This is what He means. You know, Abraham. I look all over the world. I'm looking for a man or a woman who believe in me, who trust me, who want to walk with me, who want to please me, to walk a blameless life, who want to give me the best. And I find that person. That is Abraham, Abraham. Abraham, you are that man. I hope you are that person in this generation. He look from heaven and see you. Wow, you are that person, and I want to make a covenant with you. Let's make a deal. Are you willing to make a deal with me? Are we gonna shake hand? We're gonna sign the contract paper, sign it. And that generation, we don't have. The computer signature yet nowadays we just click, and the signature come on the computer. <laughs> At that time they don't even have the paper to sign with God, but it's a heart. Abraham shook hand with God and say, "I promised you, I make a covenant with you." It's the issue of the heart. Yes, I want to make a covenant with you, and then God say on His side, "As for me." I make a covenant with you. What does it mean? It means, as for me, I will give you the best. But now, how about you, Abraham? Are you gonna walk with me? Are you gonna walk a blameless life before me? Are you gonna give me the best? So God gave Abraham the choice. God made his choice already. Everyone say, God has made his choice. He say, "As for me, now, how about you? Are you gonna say, 'As for me too'? You may try to push responsibility to your wife. As for Pastor Da, she gonna do that. That not not me. I'm gonna be goofy. I'm gonna be lazy. I'm gonna do whatever I want. I don't care. God, then you miss God's best because He want you to say to Him the same thing. As for me." Look at what the Bible say about your own choice in Joshua chapter 24, verses 14 to 15. I'm almost done this morning. Joshua 24, 14 to 15. 
Then Joshua said to the people, "Now respect the Lord and serve Him fully and sincerely." Please don't complain when you have to serve God. Wake up in the morning, go to church, lift up the arm of Moses. I want to encourage you: be like Aaron and Ur. Instead of criticizing, attacking your leader, you should be the person who lift up the arms of the pastor and the leader. You say, "I'm going to serve. I'm going to serve. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to do the best. I'm going to live a blameless life before you, God. Respect the Lord and serve Him. Do you respect the Lord? You respect His church. You respect His word. Fully and sincerely, throw away the gods." That your ancestors worship on the other side of the Euphrates River and in Egypt. So our idols may not be Buddha statue, our idol may not be money, but our idol is ourselves. My way, my feeling. This is what I want to do. I'm my own god. I'm the idol of myself. He said, "Throw it away. Die to yourself." And serve me, and let me become your God. Serve the Lord. Everyone says, "Serve the Lord." I hope you are not a pew warmer Christian. Just go to church on Sunday, and do nothing. I hope you serve God. But if you don't want to serve the Lord, now Joshua try to say to the children of Israel, "It's your choice now. If you don't want to serve the Lord, you must choose." For yourself today, whom you will serve? You're gonna serve somebody anyway. You serve yourself, serve money, serve your job, serve something. You have to serve something. Most people serve themselves. You may serve the gods that your ancestor worship when they live on the other side of the Euphrates River, or you may serve the gods of Amorites who live in this land. And this is the sentence I want to emphasize. As for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. Everyone say, "As for me." That is the confession of Joshua. I make a decision. As for me, God say, "As for me, I make a covenant with you to bless you and give you the best." And now it's your responsibility. It's up to you now. It's your choice. It's your own determination. What you gonna do with your life? God said, "I will give you the best, but you need to give me your best too. You need to serve me. You need to dedicate your life to me. Live a blameless life. Don't complain. Don't make drama. To serve me. Live for me. As for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. Can you do that to God? I come to this point of my life." Because in 1985, when I came to America, the first year, at that time I struggled finding a job in America. All the neurosurgery department in every university in America rejected me. I sent 30 applications, all of them thrown in the garbage can. I could not survive to feed my family financially because I could not. Survive in America, and I did. I make the decision. I knelt down in the upper bedroom, 
in Green Lake area. I never forgot that day. I still see that picture in myself. I knelt down and say, God, I used to think about my own future, my own success, my own happiness. I think about my selfish desire. But today, I want to say to you, I'm sorry. I repent. I gave my life to you. As for me and my house, Pasada, and my kid at that time, Tanida, we will serve the Lord. We will live for you. If you want me to do anything, I will do it. I will not argue with you. I will not give excuses. If you say stay here, I stay. If you say buy that house to serve me, I do it. I'm gonna do everything to serve you and to live for you. As for me and my house, we're gonna live for the kingdom of God, and we're gonna give the best. Sometimes I could not finish writing my sermon at the beginning. Of the church until 2 a.m. in the morning, because I did not have the library of sermon at that time, and now I have thousands of sermon in my computer, so I don't need to do that anymore. But at that time, I don't have sermon. I did not have sermon ready for Sunday, and I was on call every day, so I had to write sermon by Saturday evening. By 2 a.m., I still typing, try to get the sermon for Sunday. I say that's okay. If I don't have sleep tonight for you. I am happy to lose sleep. I make a determination to give my best to God, to live for God. And now, many years later, 1985. How many years now? 37 years later, I have received the best from God. Everything, because I make decision like Joshua. Remember this: God already say as for me. He has made his choice already. Done. Now it's up to you. It's your own responsibility to make decision, to make the unwavering determination, commitment, and diligence. Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 19. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose. Life, that both you and your descendants may live. It's your choice. Your choice will impact your children and grandchildren as well. I have been a pastor for a long time now, more than 30 years, and I have watched with my own eyes, daddy and mommy who decided to live for God and choose God. That children are blessed, but the dad who is goofy, don't go to church, play game, cheat, tithe, have problem. The mom who is not committed to God, the children have problem because the blessing cannot go down to the children because they don't make determination to live the best for God. They don't receive the best from God. I mean, this is not my problem; it's your own problem. And don't you don't blame God either, because your own choice. God already said, "As for me, I want to give you. How about as for you? What you gonna do with your own life? How you gonna live? Do you gonna give God the best? Are you gonna live blamelessly? Don't take this sermon as a condemnation. No, this sermon is a truth from the Bible. And 
if you don't make the right choice, don't blame me, don't blame the Bible, don't blame anybody else. It's your own choice. Amen. What choice you make? Are you gonna make covenant with God? Do the best for God? Are you gonna be yo-yo, goofy, questella, selah? Whatever will be, will be. Are you gonna do the best for God? I want to be the best member of the church. I want to be the best soldier of Christ. I want to be the best servant of God. I want to be the best husband to give glory to God. I want to be the best Bible reader. Study the Bible. Practice the Bible. I'm gonna do everything the best to give glory to God. I want to live my life for God, and God pay me back. He give me the best job in Bellevue. He give me best patience, best income. I work less than my friends in the office, out of the partners, neurologists and neurosurgeon, because I have to travel and do the church work. But I have more income than my friend. I have the highest income in my office for years and years and years. Why? God give me the best. I got voted in Seattle to be. Top doctors, top neurosurgeon for many years. Why? Not me. God honor me because I honor God. We're gonna learn tonight more in this serial teaching. You're gonna learn more how to receive God's best. This is just the introduction to get into the whole message. Oh, so good! I hope you don't. Ignore this teaching, and you practice this teaching. And I've seen this in the whole world: Christians and pastors and leaders who practice this kind of teaching, they receive the best from God. All of them, and our members too. I don't want to mention name here. So many brothers and sisters who live this way. As for me and my family, we will serve the Lord and we will do the best for God. And I see how God bless that job, the finances, bless that kids, everything. Because it's their decision; it's up to them. It's not up to God. God already make decision. It's up to you to make the decision how you're gonna live. The best in everything. He's gonna give you the best health, the best finances, the best connection, the best job, the best house, the best marriage, the best family. Everything the best. God best. He's. Promises shall be fulfilled. Everyone, say one more time. It's up to me. I make the decision. Serious commitment. Diligence. Unwavering. Determination. I choose life and blessing. I choose the best of God. As for me, I will serve the Lord and give God the best. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I tell you the truth. One of the motivation I have to live the best for God is not just about me, but because I care for my wife and my kids. I care for my next generation because I have seen in Thailand 
Thai people who worship idols and sin and sin and corrupt and get mad and unforgiveness and all this stuff, their kids suffer. I've seen that in Thai community. When I see that, I say no more. In my generation, we're gonna stop. I'm gonna forgive people. I'm gonna walk in love. I'm gonna do the best. I'm gonna serve God. I'm gonna go to church every Sunday. Use me, pastor. I used to be in Baptist church in Thailand. Oh, I go there early morning, open the door, sweep the floor, put set up the chair. I do everything. If the pastor asks me to drive to another place, I I'm the driver. At that time, I was not a pastor yet. I just do the best because I want the best for my wife and my kids, and my grandkids and great grandkids. I want to pass this inheritance into them. I make that choice. I want to encourage all the parents in this room. Make the choice to do the best. Give the best to God. Your best time, your best money, your best energy to God. Don't be goofy. Don't love money. Give the best to God. Everything. And believe me, God will pay you back anyway. Amen? Father, thank you for showing us the scriptures about Abraham. You say, as for me, I make a covenant with you. Lord, and we see the end of Abraham's life, that Abraham was blessed by you in everything, in every way, in all things. Lord, we want that sentence, that scripture, Genesis 24, verse 1, to happen in our life as well, Lord. We thank you, Father, that you will help us to not settle with less than the best, but we make a determination, decision to do the best for you, to make a covenant with you, like Joshua, like Joseph, like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We want to receive the blessing from you, Lord. And we make this covenant. You do your part. You honor your word. You keep your word. You are faithful. You will not fail to fulfill your promise, Lord. But we're going to do our part too. We're going to keep our word as well. We're going to follow you, serve you, do the best we can, Lord. And we believe the blessing will go down to the next generations, Lord. We thank you so much, Lord, for teaching us this series of how to receive your best, Lord. Oh, Lord, so many new things in the Bible I learned from this series. And I want to obey your word, Lord. We thank you so much, Lord. Give faith, strength, and determination to my brothers and sisters, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. How many people say you're going to practice what you learn? Let me ask one more time. Are you serious to get the best from God? You serious? Is that your choice? It's your own choice. Pastor cannot tell you what to do. You make your own choice. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. I wonder anyone in this room who never been filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues, 
I'd like to pray for you if you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that in Luke chapter 24, verse 49, I am going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power on from on high. Jesus commanded the disciple, "Don't leave the city of Jerusalem until they receive." The outpouring of the Holy Spirit, that is to receive the power from God. This is a command of Jesus that every believer should be filled with the Holy Spirit. And look at what happened in the Book of Acts, chapter two, verses one to four. The early church disciple, actually, God spoke to many people, but only 120 people stay in Jerusalem in the upper room. And when the day of Pentecost came. They were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. You can see here the early church Christian 120 disciples were waiting in the upper room for 10 days, and eventually on the day of Pentecost, 50 days after Jesus was raised from the dead, the Holy Spirit came down, and they all were filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. So I want to make sure that my members here are filled with the Holy Spirit, and you can speak in tongues. If you've never been Filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. I and the leader would like to pray for you. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. So thirsty.